From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents the Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Welcome to the celebration of this daily televised Mass. I am Father Michael Coots. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from three donors. The first are Robert LaFrance and family from St. Paul, Alberta, in loving memory of his wife who passed away on the 28th of January, 2015. Deceased parents and for the living and deceased members of his family. The second are members of the Holy Family Columbus Club of Edmonton, Alberta, for the intention of their members and in support of the daily televised mass. The third is an anonymous donor from Austin, Texas, USA. This is offered for all the frontline and healthcare workers helping in the retirement homes and those affected by COVID-19 pandemic. Our thanks to the donors for the gift of this Mass. As we begin this Eucharist, we call to mind, we recall that we have a God of mercy and compassion, and so we ask God to forgive us our sins. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Look kindly on the devotion of your people, that those who by self-denial are restrained in body may by their fruits of good works be renewed in mind. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah at second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he had a proclamation made in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, no human being or animal, no herd or flock, shall taste anything. They shall not feed, nor shall they drink water. 
Human beings and animals shall be covered with sackcloth, and they shall cry mightily to God. All shall turn from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? God may relent and change his mind. He may turn from his fierce anger so that we do not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. The word of the Lord. to you. 
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. When the crowds were increasing, Jesus began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It asks for a sign. But no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so the Son of Man will be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with the people of this generation and condemn it, because she came from the ends of the earth to listen to the wisdom of Solomon and see something greater than Solomon is here. The people of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment because with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the proclamation of Jonah and see something greater than Jonah is here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus <clears throat> I would often use the story of Jonah in paraliturgical services when I went to schools to put the ashes on Ash Wednesday. Jonah is the fifth of the 12 books of the Minor Prophets. And when we speak about Minor Prophets, it's not that they are not important, but the Minor Prophets, the books were very small. The book of Jonah has just four chapters in comparison with Isaiah that, has, that has 66 chapters. And there's something extraordinary about this book of Jonah. <clears throat> it's so different from the other prophets. And I just mentioned two of them. In the first case, the book of Jonah is a narrative story, whereas all the other prophets spoke in oracles. They spoke in oracles about, <coughs> about the way the people of Judah and the people of Israel behaved. They called them back to the covenant. They called them back to keep the Torah. They called them back to traditions. But Jonah is simply a story a story of how the sailors thought that he was a bad omen and threw him into the sea, and the second story of how he went to Nineveh and he spoke to the people and they repented. The second unique thing about Jonah is that all the other prophets spoke to the Jewish people, the kingdom of Judah, the kingdom of Israel. And when they spoke to these people, they were not accepted. They were persecuted, they were thrown into wells, they were thrown into jails, they were even killed. But in the case of Jonah, he's not speaking to the people of Israel, he's speaking to Gentiles. And the strange thing is that they listen to him. He's the only prophet that has got pure success, and he's totally ticked off because of the success. He calls the people of Nineveh to repentance, and everybody from the king right down to the baby nursing, all of them put on sackcloth and ashes, which was a sign of repentance. By the way, Nineveh still exists today. I remember way back in 2003 or 2004 saying, I do not know whether this kingdom of Nineveh actually exists today. And three days later, I got a letter saying, I am from Nineveh. I left the country and emigrated to Canada. I'm a Canadian citizen, but there are still Christians living there. 
So was that the story of Jonah still carrying on today with success? So what do we say about Jonah himself? In the book of Samuel, we hear Samuel saying, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. In the book of Isaiah, we, chapter 6, verse 8, we hear Isaiah say, here I am, Lord, send me. Jonah was called. He was called to go to the east to Nineveh. He went to the west. He did not want to do this at all. He was hesitant, he was reluctant, and he did not have his heart into it. And many people think, many scripture scholars think that the book of Jonah <clears throat> is a person about Jonah, but the whole story is fabricated to bring out one small message or one big message. It is a metaphor to show that God is all-inclusive. Nobody is kept out of the kingdom of God. It is a metaphor. And it is this same metaphor and this same sign that Jesus will use in the gospel today. When Jonah preached, they all changed their mind. And he was so astonished, he was very angry. He was ticked off. He should have been glad. But it want, the, the people who wrote the book of Jonah wanted to show that in the 8th century, the people of Israel was not a big, big country as we could imagine with thousands and thousands and thousands of people. They were a small tribe. They were very insecure. And in order to protect that insecurity, they became very aggressive. They kept all foreigners out. Everybody, the Gentiles, were out. No salvation except for the chosen people of Israel. They were very particular about this. And Jesus will use the same sign of Jonah, but he goes about it in a different way. The scribes and the Pharisees, the people of Israel, were waiting for a Messiah. Everybody has been speaking about it. Isaiah had been speaking about it. The book of Daniel had been speaking about it. They said in 70 weeks, the Messiah will be in your midst. And Jesus said, here is a sign. I am the Messiah. Here is the sign if only you can look at it. You look at Jonah, he was a sign. I am a greater sign than Jonah. You looked at Solomon, he was wise. I am a more brilliant sign than Solomon. The queen of Sheba, the queen, the people of Nineveh will condemn you because you could not read the signs like they read the signs. But the scribes and the Pharisees were having no part of it. And as a result, they were condemned. We are not no different today. The sign of Jonah is still very important. There are so many of us who want to keep baptized people out of the sacraments, keep them out of the church, refuse them communion, and all because here they were very closed, the Jewish people. We are closed in a different way. We've got some pet ideas of what it means to be a Christian. For some, it's ecology. For some, it's abortion. For others, it's injustice. For others, it's transparency in the church. All good things and important within our church. But there's only one sign of God, and that is the Hebrew word hesed, which speaks of the loving kindness of God. And this is the sign of Jesus to us. Jesus shows mercy, mercies that accepts everybody. It's up to us to read that sign, 
and not pick on one issue or the other and say, we are going to exclude people from our community. Jesus wants to include all. We don't need to exclude anybody. God bless you all. Let us bring our prayers before God. For all those in the daily televised mass community who have asked to be included in the prayer intention books, especially those who are suffering in mind, body, and spirit, that they may find relief and healing through Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord for our intentions of our sponsors from Alberta and from Austin, Texas, for the care of those who are working in the front line during this pandemic, and especially in long-term care homes, we pray to the Lord. Lord for our civil leaders in our country, and for our clerical leaders, for Pope Francis, and for the bishops across Canada, that as they lead their flocks towards God, we pray to the Lord. Lord Loving and gracious God, we thank you for the gifts that you have given us and continue to give us day by day through Christ our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Through the mystery of this wine and water, May we share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Blessed be God. Lord God, be pleased to accept these gifts that we offer to you with humble and with contrite hearts. Pray, my sisters, my brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Lord, accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good. We offer you, O Lord, what we have given to be dedicated to your name, that just as for the benefit you make these gifts a sacrament, so you may let them become for us an eternal remedy. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. And lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. <clears throat> it is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. For by your gracious gift each year, your faithful await the sacred Paschal feast with the joy of minds made pure, so that more clearly intent on prayer and on the gifts and on the works of charity and participating in the mysteries by which they have been reborn, they may be led to the fullness of grace that you bestow on your sons and daughters. And so with the angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim.
indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving you thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. Once more giving thanks, he gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Thomas our Bishop, the bishops across Canada, and this entire people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostle, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> through him, with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. <clears throat> Amen. 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 At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of this your church, and graciously grant a peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us share with one another a sign of this peace and friendship. <clears throat> Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us and all our dear ones unto life everlasting. Amen. <coughs> With those of you at home, join with me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Watch over your people, Lord, and in your kindness cleanse them from all sins. For if evil has no dominion over them, no trial can do them harm through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass has been celebrated. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks to God. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. <laughs> 